Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining. I'm just getting in. It's a little bit cold out. We had temperatures of, I think, about uh, 37 degrees uh, here in uh, California. It's amazing. I mean, I mean, I can't believe that we're in California and we're getting temper- temperatures like that. So um, let me get my stuff. Let me sit my stuff down and everything and get going. Um, we may have a guest on the show or we may not. I'm still waiting for that person to call in. But uh, let's go ahead and get started. And at the same time uh, that you're get, that we're getting started, um, at the same time we're getting started, I know you're going to be getting uh, started doing what you need to do and take care of the things that you need to take care of to get ready for this podcast. So again, I like to thank family, friends, everybody that's listening out there in the cast world. Thank you for supporting me. And one of the reasons I started this podcast is because I wanted to be a better person. You know, I still do want to be a better person. Every day I think I can improve. And I'm always telling my son, And uh, my two sons and my daughter, when I get a chance to talk to her, that it's possible to do anything. I mean, you can basically do anything you want to do. All right. And a lot of people don't know that, but it's possible to do anything you want to do. Now, if Gary Dahl uh, was able to sell what you call a pet rock, you can go ahead and look up this fellow. He was able to sell a pet rock and he made a million dollars off of it, okay? And my mom can testify to it because I wanted one of those pet rocks. But this is not the title of the show, so uh, I won't go into details on that. Maybe in some other podcast, I'll share that with you. But look up Gary Dahl, G-A-R-Y-D-A-H-L. In other words, anything is possible, folks. So with that said, we're going to go right into the podcast. And we're looking at Series 1, Episode 10. And we're going to talk about relationship behavior, blind spotting. Let the power of negotiating be your object. Again, I'll say it. Let the power of negotiating be your object. You know, a lot of us, you know, really are driven by money, but money shouldn't be what drives us. You know, we should be driven by improving our relationships. And the warning signs are written everywhere. Sometimes we innocently ignore them. But I think if we get to know ourselves, we'll do a lot better. Now, logical certainty and emotional certainty always causes confusion and conflicts. It certainly seems we can't solely depend on either one. Now, math has always been an imperfect effort to understand the complexity of the vast world. I mean, one is the first natural number, and zero is zilch, more or less nothing. But what do you get when you eliminate zero from the entire equation? 
Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I say nothing. With that said, can we easily leave any relationship undoubtedly undone? Can we do that? We can't leave a relationship in a situation like that because the same conflicts that we're having is going to come back and we're going to be shocked that it didn't go away. Additionally, human relationships always present the mathematical complex equations of pi. Again, you get nothing from minus one. Remember that. You get nothing from minus one. Now, I'll say this under my breath. That's why everyone's always breaking up and getting a new girlfriend. That's why everyone's always breaking up and getting a new boyfriend. That's why everyone's breaking up and always getting a new wife. Getting a new husband. Again, you get nothing from minus one. What seems like a beautiful and impossible formula is a conflict-free relationship of any kind. When we have extreme uncertainty of our goals, it doesn't matter who threw the first punch. The most important thing in any relationship is that you gather an intelligent understanding as to why you must come to a mutual agreement. Why? People have different needs. Number two, they have different beliefs. Number three, they have different values. Number four, they have different objections. And number five, they have different goals and different pain points. Now, I'm going to go back over this again. Maybe nobody's listening to me in podcast world, but I'm imagining that I have uh, a lot of people listening here and they want to do better in their relationships and they want to get through this blind spotting. They want to get to understand what they're not doing right. Now, the things you need to remember about people and why they're different Write it down. People have different needs, number one. Number two, different beliefs. Number three, different values. Number four, different objections. And just because you receive an objection, That means people are a little bit on the limb. It doesn't really mean no. It means that they don't know. Or they may not have the authorization to grant you something that you want and they got to go talk to somebody. But a lot of times, you know, people do that for a reason. And we're going to get into that. But number five, before I forget, and I want you to write it down, different goals. Okay? People have different goals. And lastly... People have different pain points, okay? Therefore, how could we possibly know anything for certain about a person? Especially if we're not uh, willing to listen to them, uh, 
talking about any subject doesn't mean necessarily you're going to agree and resolve their conflict. Hey, you're just sitting down to have a conversation. However, you might not see yourself entirely differently and resolve your own unconscious biases towards their needs, okay? Because if you don't sit down and have a conversation, how are you going to know your biases, right? You don't have to respond. You just have to listen. Like a lot of times, um, men and women are on two uh, different sides of the coin. Some people say Venus and Mars, but I say two different sides of the coin because you really have to understand that women like to be listened to and men like to just get their emotions out. So uh, we're going to cover these emotions and uh, logical stuff. But the thing is, you need to remember about women, and I know this because I've been dealing with this for a while, is that you have to become a listener. When I was young in my youth, I wasn't a listener. I would continue to talk. But you have to become a listener. I mean, you know, okay. And so a lot of us men were really not good listeners. Now, it took me years to finally, uh, let me get my time. It took me years to finally discover why uh, my teachers expected more of me. It seemed to me that they wanted me to be perfect. However, what I didn't seem to realize at the time is that they were only observing in me what I actually wanted to be. Therefore, we can learn a lot from others, especially about what we've been projecting onto them. Um especially the touching micro details about ourselves. My favorite saying is that problems don't create themselves. If you never married anyone, you never need a divorce. I'm not saying don't get married. What I am saying is that problems don't create themselves. The people around us fortunately and unfortunately, become our mirrored mirrored reflections, okay? The people around us, fortunately and unfortunately, become our mirrored reflections. As Michael Jackson said, I'm looking at the man in the mirror and I got to find some way to make a change. In this case, we get awfully tired of our relationships because we get awfully tired of seeing our true and perfect selves. You mean I got to keep looking at myself every time I look at you? Yes, you do if you want to be in a relationship with someone. Maybe we prefer the lie. Tell me that it isn't so. Maybe we're mostly afraid of solving the equations. You see, we don't know what we don't know. And when we think we do know something, we still don't know as much as we should have. The first thing in searching for careers and or starting new relationships is to make sure they match our goals. Pointedly, all relationships go absolutely nowhere when you haven't discussed their goals. 
Okay? So I mean I mean you have to discuss their goals, okay? And that and I didn't make put that in there as a mistake. I mean, don't think about yourself. Let's think about them first. All right? Pointedly, all relationships go absolutely nowhere when you haven't discussed their goals. And as Fred Price said, when I listened to him as a kid when I was in uh, Los Angeles, um, he would say, evidence, evidence, evidence. And I love that show that come came on. The only reason I watched just to hear that evidence. Again, pointedly, all relationships go absolutely nowhere when you haven't discussed their goals. You can't ever persuade anyone or try to sell them anything if they don't trust you enough to tell you their goals. Now, if they say no, if you're trying to get a sale, it means no. Don't waste your time on these people. If they say no, forget about it, okay? They're not on the cuff or on the middle ground or anything. They already say no. So you need to go on, okay? But if someone is thinking about it, they have some logical uh, reasons here. You know, they're getting a little bit past their emotions of one and now the logic steps in. But the most important thing most people don't realize is why they don't have a sale and why um, people are not calling them and maybe why you're not getting hired. And I'll talk about myself, maybe why I don't get as many mediations or cases uh, as I should get. You have to establish trust. And trust is a big one. It doesn't mean that you're not trustworthy. I mean, if people have a notion to themselves, if they have some type of bias, okay, and I'm not the racial guy to pick that card. I'm going to say people have biases. And if they don't have, if that bias is there and they say, no, forget about it. You got to move on and maybe learn what to do to kind of change your color or do something, not the color of your skin, but change the person you are to do something to have people get that trust to, you know, to feel that you will do them right. Okay. And if they don't trust your company, it's the same thing. If they don't trust your organization, it's the same thing. If they don't trust members in your family, it's the same thing. A no is a no. All right, you got to get that trust. Because if they don't trust you enough to tell you their goals, you can forget about negotiations. In fact, we didn't skip over the typical life struggles that most of us young men and women go through that serve to build up our characters. Hey, it's happened to me before. I've been duped. If you've been duped, everyone else has. You've signed a bad loan, right? It went sour. You negotiated a bad contract. It went sour. Everyone has been fired that's had some experience, okay? Everyone's been hired, all right? So it comes with experience, and people kind of base that when they start getting to the logical thing, and we'll get more on that. I keep mentioning the emotional reasoning and the logical reasoning. We're going to cover that, okay? Now, you see, according to Jackie's Lacan's Mira theory, we just 
unconsciously construct our own selfish ideas and identities by reflecting them onto other innocent people. Okay? And that's what mirror theory is. When we construct our own selfish ideas and identities on the rest of the world who's innocent and then we complain and blame them when we know we're the one projecting this stuff out. So we have to think about how we're going to change here. Now, I love art. And I'm not going to talk about this artist because his paintings... I am going to talk about this artist. I take that back. Uh, His paintings are just very expensive. But I say this, just like no Pablo Picasso painting is ever that damn perfect. All right? Looking at ourselves ain't entirely that perfect either. But it doesn't mean you're valuable. Somebody's going to find you valuable. Somebody's going to trust you enough to listen. Somebody's going to trust you enough to hire you. Now, I had a good friend of mine, and I'm not going to say his name. Uh, He told me a lot in his life about so many different things, and I don't want to put a lot out there, but I'll just say this. What I learned, again, is that you're not going to get hired if people don't trust you. And the bias is going to come up. So rather than play the race card, I'm going to say, hey, if they don't trust you, they're not going to hire you. All right? You got to establish that trust. And again, humans were never meant to be perfect. So don't be pointing the finger at this guy. Oh, he's got all these biases. Check your own biases. Now, I could tell you the definitive of everything I'm saying right here. Now is all about that magical word. Love. Did I pause long enough? But who's going to honestly listen to that mushy stuff? I mean, we all have trouble dealing with our own emotions, which forces us to tell the wrong narratives, making many of our problems or uncomfortable situations worse. You say, it's the money and the blame. I say it's purely an exchange, folks. Because if we can garner up the courage to change, our peers will do exactly the same. Conflicts merely present simple patterns, and so does the desire to improve them or understand the awkwardness of our relationships. We also can't expect any real improvements if we want, if we will not put others first. We need to change our behaviors. Money won't change it. Admittedly, it's incredibly hard to recognize our own mirrored projections, especially in comparison to our own behaviors. Human relationships aren't supposed to be some kind of space odyssey adventure. Everybody needs something. 
besides whatever is more obvious to them. You see, what my partner dislikes about me is exactly what I also dislike about myself. Now, before we end, I'd like to go over some key relationship blind spots. So open your blinds. Blind behavior number one. Investing too much time trying to be perfect. People often behave the way they do because their behavior makes sense to them, right? However, without honest feedback and communication, nobody knows how you think or interpret the world. As I've said, money is an exchange. Don't let it become your excuse. Blind behavior number two. Thinking you're irreplaceable. Are you kidding? I made this mistakes in the early days several times. You know, I will tell you there's somebody for everyone. So if you're one of these people thinking you're going to pick someone beautiful or pick someone ugly and say, oh man, this person's ugly. They're never going to find anyone. Watch out. Check your blinds. You better open them. And if you think you look good, look too good, there's always someone that looks better. If you think your body is popping, someone else's body is a lot better. Okay? Open your blinds, folks. So let's talk about blind behavior number two, thinking you're irreplaceable. This is what makes it a blind spot. Therefore, accept that you, your products, and or services can always be improved because the world is full of talented and beautiful and highly intelligent people yet to be discovered. There is always someone or something that can outperform what you think you do better than anyone. Computers and smart technologies already are a perfect example of how we can all be eventually replaced. And I'm not kidding you. Blind behavior number three, under communicating goals. I see it all the time. I've done it. You've done it. Leaders have done it. Some of the brightest people in the world have under communicated their goals. What does it mean? Priorities are never as clear as we think. We're all guilty here. Have you ever asked someone to do an important task for you and they did something totally different than you had expected? This is what often happens when you don't give clear directives. For example, telling your kids to go to bed isn't a clear directive but telling them it's past your bedtime and it's a school night might be a much better strategic move. Blind behavior number four, having an I-know-it-all attitude style of leadership. I've seen it, you've seen it. 
I've done it. Hey, that's why I'm on this podcast. Don't make my mistakes. Blind behavior number four, having that I know it all attitude or style of leadership. I can't tell you enough how many times I've seen people fall on their face, especially with this kind of attitude. We do not have agencies, departments, units, and teams in place to fail. I never understood why there was so much failure in large companies and organizations. I mean, they have thousands of departments with thousands of people in them. And you mean nobody has a a solution or a resolution? Get out of here. In plain language, you don't know at all. However, the people around you and your departments, units, and teams have all of the information you need right now. All you got to do is ask. Blind behavior number five. Waiting and being wishful for someone's behavior or performance to improve. Basically, prayer and wishful thinking is not the answer for poorly communicated expectations between people. What I've learned painfully is that you have to present some real solid evidence to show people the root cause of their problems. Wishful thinking clearly is not the overall solution. Dealing effectively with low performers and undesirable relationship behaviors will ultimately require your honest efforts in two-way channels of communication. It means you yourself gotta listen to understand the messages you've been sending. I said you've been sending. Yes. You gotta understand clearly the messages you've been sending and then put some real honest efforts into determining if they've been clearly decoding the correct receipt of your messages. Blind behavior number six, being clearly flamboyantly insensitive of your own behaviors, including their impacts on others. Who, me? Yeah, that's right. Having a people are dumb approach to everything will completely bankrupt you and your organization and get you fired long before you find out most people are really that much smarter than you anticipated. I mean, just because people are in a bad position when it seems they can't do any better or have the upper hand on you doesn't mean they don't know you're taking advantage of their temporary situations. The same happens in personal relationships every day. People were long divorced before they filed the paperwork. 
we need to pay much more attention to the care of our own relationships before we can effectively manage, lead, or supervise other people. Don't celebrate the bullshit, folks. Disregard, disrespect, dislike, dishonesty, biases, racism, cruelty, greed, and kindness are all simply mirrored reflections of ourselves. Nobody is off the hook when it comes to these behaviors. Money and status makes you no different. In other words, we're all capable of more kindness, careful listening, and compassionate understandings. Our mere existence, unfortunately, is our own mutual creation. We fight and war all the time about these such insensitive, uncaring behaviors from others. But we don't seem to realize that we're the main cause of all our problems. We're also the same solutions to them. Now listen to this. A, this is what you need to do. So again, listen to this. A, strike a balance somewhere. B, learn to self-check your actions. C, find out who you're not and then become who you really want to be. But don't keep on fooling yourself, especially at other people's expense especially your organization or corporation or company, even your own business. Don't do it. D, don't keep on creating the same awful bad relationships either. It happens almost everywhere. Monkey see, monkey do. But when you learn to give clearer expectations, the things you desire from others really start to happen. Blind behavior number seven. The Einstein complex. Doing it all yourself. Saving the world and neglecting others. That's right. Now, I wrote I wrote about an article on the internet about being superheroes, okay? Now, a lot of people forget that superheroes neglect a lot of people. I mean, watch all these shows out there. I'm not going to say them, but watch all these superheroes and revisit those movies and you'll see all the people they neglected. So remember this the next time you're being a superhero and suffering from that Einstein complex doing it all yourself. You see, in blind behavior number seven, when we do it all ourselves, admittedly, we all get upset when people don't do their equal part or perform higher performance standards. 
We wrongly assume to commit too much too quickly to the non-communication about their low performance levels, and then we quickly decide to do it ourselves. We don't ever report the actual overtime it took to do all that work. This is giving false impressions of the workload. In fact, we even resort to giving all the low performers all the credit for our work. Stop with this nonsensical behavior. We're only setting ourselves up for immediate failures in the future. Because what happens when you're on a holiday, family emergency, and out sick on leave or absent? You're going to get the blame. I guarantee you will. Why? Because you decidedly gave your team all the accolades for their, perform- for their poor performance and the credit for your hard work. You see, they know and certainly know they clearly don't know how to do it. You're not fooling anyone or doing anyone, including yourself, a favor, especially when you decide to poorly communicate. It's a bad choice all around to give people credit for what they do not know how to do. It's like giving someone a private luxury jet who's without the millions of dollars to fuel it. They're never going anywhere. People will often expect exactly what you set out for them. And as you probably guessed it, fail to perform. Blind behavior number eight. Stick with me. This is some information. I tried to make it short, but it's a lot of information. And I guarantee you that it's going to help you. Somewhere in this segment, I guarantee you're going to get some of the answers you need to improve your business, to improve your relationship. So blind behavior number eight. Investing too much time trying to make people happier. The people pleaser. Stop being a people pleaser. No bluff and absolutely no BS communication. Let's face it. There's only so much you can do to create a sustainable sustainable change in the fundamental behavior of a person. I mean, departments are no different. Teams are no different. And your organization is no different. Every time I see an NBA team struggling uh, to make it to the playoffs or even to get some type of title, I already know what's going on. Bluff and BS communication. Work is truly a place to find what exactly is your purpose. Not the after-hour parties, cocktails, fun, friends, and enjoyment. Sadly, work is not a playground. This is what truly gets us all in too much damn trouble. Losing interest and the insight of why we're there in the first place. And then recklessly promoting the same BS communication. And the monkey see and the monkey do attitudes. As we've seen others ascended up the ladder. Access immediately if a person partner or selective vendor is truly a bad fit for your organization. We should never innocently assume parties, cocktails, 
and making a person happier will ever make them more of a perfect choice. If two-way communication doesn't work, then nothing else ever will. A no is a no, folks. You see, some geniuses and truly intelligent people really deserve to be fired. And I mean immediately, especially if they're not going to consistently perform. Work is work. Going to work is not a play day. Blind behavior number nine, investing too much money. Throwing money in a pun won't make you an instant millionaire. We always seem to be more inspired to keep throwing more money at our pressing issues. Money won't and can't change it. Because truly, it does take exercising two-way communication channels on a daily basis to resolve our relationship problems. Nonetheless, money won't ever help a failing company or organization get its act together either. No amount of money in the world can save bad employees, bad corporations, or even your bad relationship. Money just makes things often much worse. In fact, as I've been told, it makes you stay in those same bad relationships. Therefore, we must brilliantly invest in what we know that is already working well. Blind behavior number 10. Blaming others. It's good to have a team, but not if you're consistently blaming others. I mean, there's nothing worse than hearing they've clearly exceeded our expectations only to be told in a closed door meeting the next morning that overall expectations were much different. We must all learn how to clearly communicate and then pay much more attention to our double messages. The best way to interpret your communication is to always sneak back into the room and then see what people are actually saying and doing after you leave the room. I mean, if it's possible. Lastly, there's only three kinds of things that you should ever want to know about anybody in the world, especially if you want to build a relationship with them. Number one. What are their needs? Number two, what are their objectives? Number three, what are their goals? Take this as a more clever way to get to know and understand your colleagues and customers. Therefore, look at the root causes of their problems. I said before, earlier in the cast, I was going to go over some things in reference to what I was mentioning uh, about emotional uh, certainty and logical certainty. You could say reasoning uh, for both, but I, I say emotional certainty and logical certainty. Here's the definitions. Emotional certainty is similar to faith. It leads to feelings of certainty about all kinds of situations and outcomes. Increasing the individual's confidence and in subsequent judgments. Now, let's look at logical certainty. It's a bit similar to faith. In fact, it's what a person thinks is always true, regardless of the truth itself. Even if the 
factual evidence is presented. Some people with logical certainty will use their logic. Some people with emotional certainty will lose their emotions. But is either one better? I will tell you no. Sometimes life is not so simple. In a nutshell, our actions don't always line up with our core values. We quite perfectly think one thing but do another. We all do from time to time. Everyone has a way that they wish to be perceived. As I've said, most people are somewhat and occasionally delusional. The bottom line here is that people will act more accordingly to their own emotions. And as an immediate result, they never get what they had truly anticipated. Conflicts are really about you, the man in the mirror, or the woman, the person standing in the mirror. Therefore, the biggest thing you'll ever discover in your life is that it helps everyone. When you're up front, honest, and forthright. In this case, we must become highly aware of our innermost conflicts. The big tension between the inner self and the little outer self. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Andre Veranda Moore, the mediator. And before I leave you, I'll leave you with this quote. Stop pretending. Don't let your relationships become a scenario that lies somewhere in between. Andre Veranda Moore, The Mediator.